I'm Dana Sosteger. After three decades in the marketing business and many years of being an entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about marketing. Join me as we talk about marketing, small business, and life in between. Welcome to My Weekly Marketing. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of My Weekly Marketing. Today, I'm going to talk about how to create a high converting sales page. If you're not familiar with a sales page, it's a standalone page created with one specific purpose in mind, and that's to make a sale. Sounds simple, right? But let me tell you, there's a ton of psychology that goes into creating one that's truly effective, and I'm going to walk you through the steps to do that today. Before I do that, I want to let you know that I've created a free downloadable template so that you can print off the template and use it again and again to create your pages. Go to myweeklymarketing.com forward slash 12 to find the download link. Before I jump in, you might be asking, do I really need a sales page? Do I need multiple sales pages? What should be on a sales page? First of all, those are great questions and all this marketing lingo can get confusing. Let me talk about three kinds of pages people often mix up and the terms that I use for them. First, there's a home page of your website. That's the main page of your site that people go to when they type in your URL to visit your business's website. So for me, it would be janicehostegger.com. That's the home page that you'd get. You don't want to send people to your homepage directly from an ad or social media post because they won't find easily what they're looking for. So they'll end up clicking away. You may have heard it said a confused mind won't buy. They also won't dig through your site and try and find what it is they're looking for either. So when you're driving traffic to your site, make sure the page is exactly relevant to the ad, the link, the social media post, or whatever you're sending it from. Next, there's landing pages, which are optimized pages for conversions. I use these pages for free downloads or webinar registrations. These typically only have a small amount of information and then they have a form to fill out. They have one job and that's to collect names and email addresses. From there, they can get the freebie that you're promoting. These pages should match the graphics and have the look and feel of the ad or the social media post that you're sending them from. Now, a sales page, which is what we're going to talk about today, is a different beast. And I say beast because it's much larger and much more involved and thought out. That's what we're going to cover. Now, you may subscribe to a service that has sales page templates for you to use, or your email service provider, such as ConvertKit or MailChimp, may provide templates too. And that's great. That will make the task of creating a sales page or a landing page that much easier. However, they really only provide templates for the design part of it. And the key to an effective sales page is the content. Before we start in, I want to tell you, this may sound complicated, but it's not. There's a lot on a sales page, but I'll take you through each step. And you can also download the template from the show notes. Your job and what can be kind of challenging is to make sure it's easy for the customer to understand. Simplicity is key in marketing, and you need to make something that's really easy for people to respond to and write it in a jargon-free, cliche-free way at kind of an eighth grade level or lower. That will make the strongest sales page. The other super important thing to remember is that people are not buying your product or service. They're buying results. They're buying an outcome or a transformation. All you say in the copy, and copy is a word for text on the page, 
It needs to speak to their transformation first and the results that they can expect. So here's a tip. Before you dive into creating the sales page, you want to make sure you do your first draft on a Word document or a Google Doc. It's tempting to want to jump right in and start designing, but getting the copy worked out in advance can save you a lot of time and frustration in the long run. You might even want to use ChatGPT to help with the process. So here we go. Here's 20 things. Yeah, I told you it was a beast, right? 20 things to include on your sales page from top to bottom. Number one, a problem-focused headline and a results-focused subhead. The more specific your headline, the more it will resonate with your target customer. For example, a headline like, Got foot pain from plantar fasciitis? Our therapy will fix it fast. Or, Hungry for pizza at 3 a.m.? Our 24-hour pizza delivery service is here for you. So having a headline and a subhead like that will get the attention of the right customer, the target customer that you're looking for. You'll also want to include an image or a video, as long as it's not too big and doesn't take too long to load, of a happy customer who found what they want from your product or service. So number two to include on the sales page is agitation copy. So this is where you can include just a few lines about their problem and how annoying it is for them. Phrase it in a way that your customer knows that you're uniquely qualified to fix the problem. For example, quote, we know how it feels to get up in the morning and hardly be able to walk from foot pain to not be able to run or go to the gym for fear of re-injury. That's why we worked with Dr. Smith and developed this amazing therapy. See how I kind of focused on the pain a little bit and sort of reminded them of why they need a solution? That's what the agitation copy does. Next, we should put a reminder of what the customer wants. You want to talk about the dream solution for your customer. Where will they be after they buy your product? What will their life look like? What will the outcome be? You kind of want to paint a word picture for them to let them know that the solution is here, that this will make everything better. You can also include images, of course, here as well. Next, we want to talk about the process or the vehicle that they should use to get their results. Understanding this was a game changer for me because before you can address any objections to your product or service, you have to know that they're on board with the process. For example, if you're recommending physical therapy, if that's what your product or your service is, then, and they don't believe it, physical therapy works, then you need to address that before you can talk about your specific program. Or if you're creating a course about Pinterest, for example, you need to make sure that you back up that Pinterest is where they need to be, and you need to back that up with facts. So include data to back this up, such as like 74% of people who try physical therapy improve after only five sessions. Okay, these are totally made up numbers, so don't <laughs> take that to the bank or anything. But just something in there that will make them realize that the process or the vehicle that you use has also been tried and true and that they can trust it. Fifth down on the page is interesting data points, factoids, or some sort of rational thinking proof that it's worth the investment. You're going to have several types of customers visiting your page, so you need to create content that will appeal to those types of buyers. Some customers won't look at your product without the facts and numbers, so always include these on the page. Appeal to their rational mind. Other people will look right past these, but you want to be able to hit all sorts of buyers when you are putting your sales page together. Moving on, number six is the solution plus the value proposition. 
present your product and why it's the best solution for them. So include your value proposition, which in its simplest form is your name. It creates what you do for this customer type so that they get this unique benefit. So it's blank creates blank for blank customer so that they get blank benefit. You can reword that, but that's a basic structure to a very simple value proposition. And you want to make sure that you spell that out really easily for them on the sales page. Number seven is social proof, or in other words, testimonials. Social proof is evidence that others have bought your product or service and have had great experience with it. Remember how I talked about certain buyers needing specific details? Social proof is powerful for many types of buyers. For testimonials, make sure to include information that's helpful for people who are on the fence about it from other people who are also hesitant to buy. So they may write something like, oh, I was nervous about buying it, but I did buy it and I'm so glad I did because I got the results I wanted. Include testimonials from people who talk about the emotional benefits of working with you as well as the rational benefits of working with you. All social proof you use should talk about the transformation they received. That's what people are really looking for. Moving on, number eight is sales dialogue. So you need to address the needs of your target customer, offer your solution, address the possible objections. So you can address some of these in your Q&A section further down the page. But when I say address possible objections, think of things that you know that your customer may feel like is gets in the way of making the sale. For example, if you have an online course, maybe talk about how it's uh, doable in, you know, three weeks or something like that. You can get results right away. Um, things that you know that they're going to probably ask or have objections over. Number nine, the goods. This is an itemized list of everything that they'll receive. List out the features of the product and show photos. Even if it's an electronic product, show images of it in the screen formats. Just kind of list out all the features that whatever it is you're selling includes. Just kind of list them up so that people know exactly what they're getting. Sometimes this will be enough to make them feel like they're getting a lot. If you have bonuses, list those there as well. Number 10 is the call to action or what I call the CTA. So in the CTA section, or basically this is where you push the buy now button, um, you want to summarize what they'll receive present the original price if you have a sales price going on, and then present the sales price. And then remember that price is relative to what they think their transformation is worth. So there's no best price. The more it costs, the less stuff people will buy, but you will make more in each sale and your customers will be more dedicated because they're more interested. The other thing that you want to include in the call to action section is a big contrasted buy now button. Color doesn't matter just as long as it stands out and has a lot of contrast. Number 11 is more information about you and your company. Most people buy from those they don't like and trust. So if you can let them get to know you or your company, then that will be powerful. Telling a story is great, especially if it can relate to the problem the customer is going through. So just include that in a little box here. Number 12 is what I call the scarcity line or FOMO. People are loss averse. So include what they will miss out on if they don't buy or if they keep putting it off. You can include something to the effect of, where will you be in six months if you don't solve this problem today? Number 13, 
social proof number two. So if, even though you have some social proof further up on the page, we're going to include some further down as well. Include a few more testimonials, which are, again, focused on the transformation or the outcome that they received when they bought your product or service. Number 14 is what I call the risk eliminating guarantee. If you can create a guarantee, and sometimes it's not possible, but it will eliminate a reason for them not to buy. It makes the purchase kind of risk free for them. You can set the conditions of your warranty or guarantee however you want, but offering something for them will help them overcome that objection. Number 15 is call to action number two. So basically, I just repeat the same box that I did further up on the page. Um, if the page is long, especially including another call to action is helpful so they don't have to scroll to find it. Remember, we want to make it easy for them to buy. Number 16 is credibility markers. If you have them, it's good to include companies that you've worked with or some publications or blogs that you've been featured in, even podcasts. Listing that out shows that you have some credibility. It gives you more weight in that customer's eyes. Okay, number 17, who it's for and who it's not for. People sometimes wonder if they're the right fit for a course or a product or service. Spelling this out completely eliminates those objections. So in our foot pain example, it might be only for someone who has been examined by a physician and had an x-ray. It's also good to include who it's not for. So for an online course, it might not be for someone who doesn't have the time to do the work, or it might not be for someone who has advanced knowledge in that area of expertise. Number 18 is our FAQ section. Having an FAQ section will help you have fewer DMs or emails or phone calls with questions. You just have them listed there and it just makes it easy for people to find the answer to their questions. You can also address objections here too. So someone's objection might be that the course is too long or too short, for example. And so one of the questions may be, um, how long is the course? Or how long does the course take to finish? Or how long does something take to get shipped? Or whatever. Take a look at what your current customers are already asking. Do some brainstorming as to what would be other FAQs and include those toward the bottom of the page. Number 19, we're almost to the end, is repeat the one-line paragraph about the problem agitate it, and then the solution, and then one final call to action. It's a copy of the same section that's higher on the page. So we're just going to repeat it three times. So when they get to the very bottom of the page, if they decide, and hopefully they do, that they want to buy, then it's easy for them. They can just click the button and they'll be done. And that's it. I know I've gone through a ton of information today, and you've been a trooper for sticking with me here to get a free download of this template so that you can use it again and again, visit myweeklymarketing.com forward slash 12. Next week, I'm going to go a little deeper into something I touched on a little bit today, and that is the different types of buyers and how to position your offers to address each of them. So tune in next week for that. For now, thanks a ton for joining me. I appreciate you a lot. Bye for now.